You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. On today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion on how this generation is going to be different. This is part two of this discussion, so if you missed it, you might want to stop and listen to our previous episode before this one. But before we jump into all of that, I am Allie, your host, here with Daniel. And as always, Daniel, what are you loving? I remember a few years ago, I saw this little comedy routine from Judy McDonald. She's a Catholic comedian. Mm. And she talks about getting your ashes and depends on if you get like... Who old, you get. Old, yeah, old, old, you know, arthritic Eleanor in line and she's like shaky and can't <laughs> draw this cross straight or you get, you know, like somebody that does it with a big flourish and your whole forehead's covered. <laughs> it was this whole thing about getting your ashes and how it would look and, um, and there's lots of jokes about that. Well, we have a solution, I think that may have solved that we do (laughs) because of COVID this year we ended up using q-tips yes to distribute Mm -hmm. ashes Mm -hmm. and everybody's ashes were totally straight and looking really good you could tell it was a cross on their forehead (laughs) um i just thought it was it was kind of inventive because we used i think we had confirmations and we had to use cotton balls and i think Mm, that was what made us think of yeah let's use q-tips to put on ashes yeah so it might stick q-tips for ashes yeah they are nice except everyone's looked nice except for mine when i kept itching my head and (laughs) fixing my hair but you'd still have that even if you my hands had normal ashes right no but everyone looked like picturesque with a perfect cross and then here I am. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, I did like it. And I liked giving it because I didn't feel so bad. You know, when you give out ashes and you your hand shakes a little bit and mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, sorry. They kind of like that one was a fall little... down the person's yes, face. Yes, I know. I, that happens to me. It gets on my eyelashes and stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm loving something quite simple. And actually, Daniel, this is something that I feel like you usually share that you're loving, but I am loving seltzer water. Mm, I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've always, my mom always drank it a lot growing up, so I would too. But just recently, I tend to eat really fast <laughs> to my meals and stuff. And so lunch and dinner, I always have a seltzer with it. And I feel like it makes me enjoy it a little bit more. I fills slow down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it fills me up. Instead of just, I drink a lot of regular water in general all day long, so it makes it feel a little fancier for meals. But yeah, that's my new thing. Now I'm drinking tons of seltzer water. Oh, we fancy. <laughs> fancy <laughs> no, it's not even here. that fancy. It's so simple, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, we are in the fourth episode of our series, Post-COVID Youth Ministry. And as I said, this is the second episode of us discussing how this generation is going to be different. So this is the second part of our conversation We talked about generational studies in part one, how this is going to be the alpha generation and the implications of COVID. Um, We just kind of touched on what it means for student ministry. So today we're going to dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. So what does this mean for student ministry for us going forward? Well, we have a top five list of things that we feel like we're going to see. So we're going to go into depth into each of these a little bit more, but here's our top five implications for what this generation is going to be like. Uh, Number one, as ministers to them, we need to use all of our tools. So we need to give digital and incarnational experiences. We've been saying that a lot throughout this series, but I feel like it's, it's just worth stating that 
we're, the digital mm-hmm. discipleship isn't going anywhere, but incarnational is really part of our identity, our DNA as Catholics. So we want to use all the tools. That's number one. Number two, we have to keep things moving because teens have shorter attention spans. Everybody has shorter attention spans. Yes. It's just... That's kind that's of That's why we only give you guys a car ride's worth of content. That's right. <laughs> Clicking through things. Yes. Number three, we have to connect them. We're going to double down on the importance of relationships and try to prove um, to our people, our teens, that relationships are worth the investment. Number four, we don't want to be afraid of change. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be an extremely adaptable generation. So we shouldn't be afraid to continue to adapt and grow our ministries in in certain directions. If that means program changes or content or people, um, just working to continue to be relevant and meet teens where they are. So don't be afraid of change. We might be a little afraid and timid of it, but they're not. They're adaptable. So we don't have to be because they're not. That's, That's good. And then number five is be patient because it's going to take time to develop the moral compass and make faith their own. Their adolescence lasts longer. It begins earlier, but it lasts longer. And so it just takes time and investment to help teens to really make faith their own and to see that progress in them. Yeah. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into each of these top five. So number one is to use all the tools, give digital and incarnational experiences. As we've said throughout this series, we see the benefit in both and we know moving forward that it's going to be something we need to offer in both senses. Um, But some good things that can come out of this too, a good way to balance both of those experiences, things like snow or ice storms, you don't have to cancel programs because of that um you know you may want to find a balance there is some benefit we daniel and i have talked about this about a good random mental health day for snow day snow day i know everyone loves a snow day so you can use your own discretion but it doesn't mean that you have to cancel every time because now everyone is adaptable and it's easy to just say we're going zoom this week And it works out like that. The same thing goes for leaders being out of town. We don't need to find subs. You don't need to tell your small group that you can't meet this week. The leader can zoom in or you can just move fully to zoom for that small group that week. So there's a lot um, more balance and opportunity there. There is, we talked about last episode, how there are some things that are incarnational that we believe that cannot be offered digitally. One of those things for us are retreats. So our confirmation retreat this year is in person. You know, we had to modify it so it's only a day and there's no overnight and we're going to have limited numbers and things like that um, to remain safe. But that is an experience that we believe must be in person. However, other things that used to be in person, like something called Spark Night, which is a night for confirmation candidates and their sponsors, we did over Zoom this year. Which actually goes back to the snow thing because it worked out on the night. It was totally a snowstorm. We would have yeah. canceled if it. We had to, if we were going to have it in person, but we had already planned for it to totally be over Zoom, which was also another benefit that we hadn't thought about. A lot of people have sponsors who don't live in town, so their parent would usually come to Spark Night with them, which worked out fine. That, But this way, because everyone was Zooming in, you're... Your sponsor, your grandfather could be in New Jersey and still you could have that time and go attend this together. Um, Sacraments, another thing that we say is something that can only be in person. But discipleship in general, technology gives us 
all sorts of tools. We had um, something called the heart prayer, which if you haven't, you can go ahead and look it up. And every letter, H-E-A-R-T, is a different kind of focus in how you pray. So we introduced that to our students a couple of weeks ago in program, and they signed up for a text chain, a group text message that was led by us and our student leadership team. So our teens in program that are leaders and they coached them throughout the next five days through this heart prayer way to pray. Um, So that was all done through the app called GroupMe, which is a big texting app. We're doing um, micro challenges during Lent. So every day you get a text of just a little challenge, something that you can do to honor God and honor others throughout this time of Lent. Things we send worship songs um, and post them, connect them to our Instagram as well. So just all of these little technological ways and digital ways that you can do discipleship now. So use all the tools, all that you can think of. There are probably more than we even listed. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely more than we listed. <laughs> and the second uh, tip that we have is to keep things moving which we are trying to do on this podcast because teens have shorter attention spans. So that might mean shorter messages. We shortened our messages. We used to aim for 15 minutes when we were in person. We're down below 10 now most of the weeks. And shorter segments, uh, if you're using video, um, go from one segment to another. We have our teen leaders coming in and doing like a two-minute thing in the middle, and it just breaks it up a little bit more. And focus more on the discussion. So... Uh, a less message means that you're speaking for impact. You have less time, but the words that you say uh, mean a lot more if you shorten that message and you really work at saying what you need to say and leading into small group discussion. You can do something when you're in small group while you talk. We found that especially for boys, this works really well. A lot of our groups will walk Um, They'll just go outside and walk together. They'll play a game. They'll sit around a fire. Something that helps you to to stay active, but that you can do while you're talking. Doesn't distract from the conversation, but keeps them. It enhances it. it, mm, Yep. And then we want to make them think. We don't want to answer all of their questions, but we want to leave some tension that's in that. And that is hard to do. I have to say, like... We've written a couple of messages lately where I've tried to do that and I felt like, oh, but there's more that I want to say. Put it into the questions for their small mm-hmm. group. That's that's the time that you really want to resolve some of those tensions um, and have them do it. And everything that we do leads into small groups. That's really where they want more time and that's where their attention is going. So just mm-hmm. lead into that. And then ask great questions and listen once you are in that small group setting, because they, this one thing about this generation, they care about all the issues and they want to be heard. So as much as you want to provide wisdom, answers, solutions, sometimes don't, Mm -hmm. I I don't think we tell our leaders that enough. Don't give them all of the answers, solutions, all of your wisdom, help them think through things. Don't be afraid if they walk out some nights without you having said everything or resolving everything. Mm -hmm. That's how you have their attention. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And number three is to connect them, which means doubling down on relationships. These teens are craving relational connection, especially with all the changes that came with COVID. They're missing it even more now. So we have to demonstrate and prioritize the worth of small groups and how invested we are in them. Like Daniel said, everything leads to small groups. That's where this connection and relationship comes into play the most in our programs. We can give them We have to give them something that they can't get anywhere else. We say it over and over again. As Daniel said, 
Last time, um, our friend Carrie Newoff, he has the quote, the church should out community any other organization. So that should be our mark on the outside world. And to acknowledge challenges of the moment too. That's all part of the relational connection. That's all part of the conversations that you'll have with them, opening up and admitting and talking about the challenges that they're going through in this moment, and then to point them back to Jesus at each point. All right. So number one, use all the tools. Number two, keep things moving. Number three, connect them. And our fourth implication for this generation, don't be afraid of change because they're adaptable. We've, I think, considered changing our format for a while. Mm -hmm. People have asked for more small group time and less Mm -hmm. of the big group time. And it just gave us this time that we could do it and try it. Mm -hmm. And we're totally in small groups now. That's the only thing that, that our groups do. They come in, they go to their room, and they're in small groups the whole time. And I would say this has probably been our most satisfying year mm-hmm. in terms of student behavior yes, and consistency. I, we haven't really had a drop off nope, much in the spring or anything. Yeah. And some of that's to do with mm-hmm. the, the world that we live in and COVID. But some of that is, is format too. So if you've been thinking about changing your format or d- different things about your program, try it. This mm-hmm. is a great time to do it. People are forgiving right now. Everything is different anyway. So try it as you come back and figure out where your ministry is headed from here. Ask teens what formats might work mm-hmm. for them. Ask parents and families. Um, but always be tweaking and improving your program. We can't ever settle for just okay. We always need to be just looking for that, that next edge, what can be better, mm-hmm. um, and ruthlessly evaluating. Try a new curriculum. Try a new message series. Try message series in general. Try writing your mm-hmm. own material. And remember, too, if you're changing, you have to be bad at something before you can be good at it. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if it doesn't go great at yep. first. Trial and error. It's Keep ruthlessly evaluating. Keep working at it, and it'll get better. So Abs- don't be afraid of change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And finally, number five, be patient. It takes time for them to develop a moral compass. As we said, their maturation is slower and lasts longer. It takes time for them to make faith their own. So we have to let them know that they can and will make mistakes. They will fail and they will sin and that they are loved unconditionally. And that unconditional love lives also in their small group, that this group, that this program is for them and that we love them unconditionally as well as their heavenly father does. We keep wrestling um, let them keep wrestling with questions. We have to acknowledge how difficult and unresolvable some are. It's okay to let to have doubts. It's okay for them to not fully understand or comprehend certain things. And small group has to be a safe place for them to wrestle with that. We almost want to encourage wrestling with that, diving deeper into it. And like Daniel said, that doesn't mean you have all the answers. It's just a space to let them wrestle with those questions. We also want to have leaders who stick with them through multiple years. That is our one of our biggest wins that we see when we have leaders that go through from first grade to 12th grade would be a dream. We have one leader who has been doing that and she is awesome and her group is awesome. We've seen the consistent friendships be, be built in that group and just our small group leaders and how strong their whole relationship as a group is when you have that consistency through years. Yeah, they're in 11th grade, so they're almost made it all I the know. way through. It's awesome. 
and just know to what gets celebrated gets repeated so celebrate when they take steps and make good choices when they come consistently when they take a next step in their faith when they take a next step in ministry whatever you see celebrate all of those points it's all part of their journey and their faith journey all right so again just to recap those five things that we see and how this generation is going to be different and how we minister to them number one use all the tools give digital and incarnational experiences number two keep things moving because teens have short attention spans Three, connect them, double down on relationships. Number four, don't be afraid of change because they're adaptable. And number five, be patient because it takes time to develop that moral compass and make faith their own. And as always, we like to end with one bright idea. And our bright idea, I've mentioned this briefly, but we've just found that they that's really effective to have small groups sit around a fire pit. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about um, redoing some things around the church. And that's one of the things we'd love to see is to put a couple of permanent fire pits out front right now. We're just borrowing people's <laughs> you <their> know, homes. <laughs> things from their homes. Yeah. But it's, it's a thing that's outside. You can mm-hmm. sit socially distant. It's warm. It's conversation stimulating. It just gives you a focus point. Um, guys and girls, I think, enjoy sitting around a fire. You can roast marshmallows if you want, um, but it's simple. It's relatively cheap. I mean, there's so many good things about that. Mm-hmm. And it's a special privilege, I think, if you have, you know, one or two fire pit places for a small group to get to be able to use that. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, love those nights when we can be around the fire. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We will be continuing our series post-COVID youth ministry next time. We love you all very much.